the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Listening to Iron Real Estate, and of course, we're the we're the It Talk Show that talks about radio and real estate radio and financing and mortgages and legal stuff. There's no one better. And we've been on. I think this is our tenth year, and we always love to hear from you. You've been calling us. Uh, we have one big family of callers, and when you call in for a question, make make sure that you know that somebody else has the same question. Um, so call us at 866-970-9622. Um, Ace, good morning. And Ace is the senior vice president of Citizens Bank. And I don't want to hear, I hear a baby. I want to hear a baby. Um, yeah, there has been an incredible onslaught of mortgage applications and refinances and equity loans right now because rates are so low. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about rates, but if you're reading the papers or whatever you're reading, you're starting to hear that they might, they think that interest rates, rates might rise a little sooner than they thought. Um, others say no, but we're not sure with this inflation. So I guess it's all wild cards still. So um, we'll have to see about that. Stephen Ebert, who is our co-host specializing in real estate law, both residential and commercial. Stephen is a partner of Kasten & Kasten, LLP, and they have offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix. Good morning, Steve. Stephen. Good morning, Ace. Everyone's doing well. Good morning. So first of all, I want to wish uh, everyone Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Okay, I from the bottom of my heart, happy, you know, Father's Day in the U.S. always falls, by the way, on the third Sunday of June. It was made a permanent holiday when President Richard Nixon signed it into law in 1972. So I guess before that, it really wasn't a permanent holiday. Um, it celebrates the contribution that, fa- of, that fathers and father figures, the people who act like fathers, make for their children. Although most of us don't need a specific date to celebrate the most important men in our life every day, um, dad gets his special day all over the country. And I would like to make a special tribute to my dad, Joe, who maybe he had peace above, who raised three children without a mom by himself through a very, very tough time. And happy Father's Day, dad. So, um, Stephen, I, you know, if, if anyone wants to wish their parents a happy Father's Day, by all means, you can call. But if not, make sure that you call, which most people will call their dads if they're not going to be seeing them in person. Um, I'm pretty glad that the mask seems to be easing off. I think we're, we're pretty open. So people will actually get together, be able to get together. So it's really a lot to celebrate. So happy Father's Day. I had so much news, I couldn't even tell you, but last night I was up all night thinking, what's most important to talk about? And kind of everything. But just to give you a little idea of what's going on nationally, um, we're, this could be an anomaly, we don't know, but there was, there was a rise in jobless claims, uh, which was 
we had six straight weeks of growth in jobs. Um, so it just rose slightly. And this could be just an anomaly one month, or it might be that summer kids don't, some kids don't want to work. But, but just keep an eye on that. And basically, for our U.S., you know, for the U.S., the path really is uncertain. The federal programs will expire after Labor Day. Um, some states are pulling it out. Some states are pulling out of those programs already because they feel they can't get workers because of that. Um, but I'm, I'm sure New York is not one of them. Um, we don't know how many um, people are going to actually opt to go back because we're hearing <clears throat> that people got used to working at home and now they don't want to go back to the way they worked. So, you know, there's a lot of shake out. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's too early to call. Um, and I thought this was good news. I mean, it will give you confidence about real estate. But Bezos backed Ameri Arrived Homes, its latest startup. And what it is, is Jeff Bezos and a sales force of CEO Mark Benoff started a new joint venture, and um, it's called Arrived Homes. And what it offers shares of rental properties starting at $100. They raised $37 million in equity and debt from investors that included Matt Amazon's founders, private investors, they, they raise money in old time. And what they basically do is they allow people with a minute, you could have $50 and invest in big properties. Um, they, they, they've acquired, they're under contract for about 2,000 homes and plan to buy 25,000 more homes over the next few years. So this is becoming a big business. And I think uh, during the year, I might've talked a little about that some people, not so much in New York City, but some people uh, were really dealing with uh, competing with with uh, investors. So I'm going to talk a little about New York. Steve and I are going to give you a little insight about New York. And um, I don't know. This was um, I saw this on the uh, maybe on Facebook, and then I saw it in the papers, and it couldn't say it better. There's a quote of the day, and it's a man and a woman, and he says. I don't know if you've been to Manhattan lately, but it looks like Manhattan. And I think that says it all. I mean, uh, when you go to Manhattan, it feels vibrant again. It feels that, you know, people are in this dining, people are out, people are laughing. So it feels that way, but not to, know, not to say we still have some problems. Um, now, first of all, we talked about going back to the office and New York City, and I think that's only because the pandemic hit us so hard, but New York City uh, lags in back to office people. I mean, the average of, of, of workers that are going back to the office in the next week or two, I think in the country is something like 31.5. And in New York, it's only about 20%. So less are going back, but I think by September is when we'll really see how many really come back to the office? I think some a lot, some companies are giving them the summer to figure it out. One thing I really am concerned with, and I will say this, and that's why it's really important that those of you registered to vote vote. Um, crime and public safety safety are the most pressing issues. If you look at what, what voters are looking for and how they prioritize in New York City, crime and safety. Public safety remains the most pressing issue. People are still uneasy about the subways. I've heard some horror stories still, so I think they've got to do some work on that. Um, they most most of them are in favor of police reform, but in no way do most New Yorkers want to defund the police department. Or think that's any solution. Um, a recent poll in New York said 75% of people polls said they saw themselves still living in the, in the city five years from now. Only 17% saw themselves leaving. Now, one of the things that I think we've talked about in this show, just so you know, that's why it is so important that we need someone who can really fix the city up. Um, the top 2% of New York City, the top 2% earners make up 51% of the New York income tax. So think about it. The top 2% that live in New York pay 51% of the taxes. Now, 
So it's easy for everyone to say, let's screw the rich, let's tax the rich more, let's drive them out of the state, which is what New York is doing. Um, you don't want to use them because these high earners, even now, are going to continue to exit until they, they, the plague of what they consider New York City mismanagement, when I think too, uh, ends, which means we need a new mayor. Vote, okay. And, and, and Bloomberg said that only 9,000 of, of, of 9,000 of 19,000 um, New Yorkers who moved to Florida are sure they will come back. Now, it doesn't mean that all nine, it means that 9,000 are sure they're coming back. Uh, and you have about 10,000 that are not sure, okay? Uh, so we need to make sure, and I don't care who you vote for, that's your choice, but I think we might have gotten into the shape because not enough people voted. So please vote whoever maybe that you want to vote for. Um, there was a thing, I think it was in the um, post, um, they say the job claims, you know, I said was on the rise, but with real, just, it's only a month, so I don't want to put too much. As I was telling you, and then I'm going to ask Steve to answer some questions. But when they're polling people because of the mayor, um, you know, the uh, election, and they asked New York City, what, what, what are the most important things? Okay, basically, I'm not going to read them all, but the, the racial tension was 0.7%, trash and sanitation was 0.7%, transportation was 1%, quality of life was 1.6%, um, taxes, city budget was 2.4%, um, so that's a high number. Um, social and economic justice and education was 3.7, which is high, but really the highest was crime and safety was 29.4%. Uh, that was the highest, that was the most important thing. Housing, places to live, second uh, with 10.6, and jobs was 8.3. So uh, you're going to see that people, and I think that you will get people coming out because people want to get the city back to where it is and it's getting there, but it has to be safe. And if you don't figure out what to do with all the people that you have running on the streets, um, you have to, and that's a hard thing to do. And some of them are really needy and can use a good shelter, but they won't even go in themselves because some of them are dangerous. So I think that we need to really re- think our whole plan. What they say when things don't work, which is the definition of stupidity is doing them the same way that you did them before and expecting different results. Steven, what, you know, there's, I mean, obviously some good things going on. What are you seeing? Yeah, Dad, we're seeing a number of things. First off, um, things still seem to be very busy in the market. Um, there's a nice level of consumer confidence and different types of transactions across the board, um, which, which is very positive. However, I do agree with you, the, the crime issue is really the number one issue on people's mind. And there needs to be a targeted and smart spending of funds to deal with these issues. You know, the Blasio administration just announced a pilot program where they are now contributing funds to give direct monthly handouts of uh, $1,250 a month to uh, homeless folks as direct cash. And- You give them direct? As direct cash, correct. Well, like, with, they, uh, how much, $1,200 a month? $1,250 a month. And they are targeting the younger homeless population. And, but for the first time, truly as a direct cash payment, and with no restriction on use, and they're going to run an experiment to see how they spend it. I think that's it a good idea. New... I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess they, you know, it's, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think they, but they can't. It can't hurt them to try it. And well, hopefully, if they get them when they're really young, maybe they can turn them around. There was a movie I watched. It was a true story, Stephen. And there was this girl that was, I think her parents were alcoholics 
So she kind of had a house, but she kind of didn't. And then eventually they both died and she was on the streets. She was homeless and she put herself through high school and everything. And they didn't know, you know, they kind of knew she was homeless, but they really didn't know. So, you know, I think, you know, something, they have to try something. I don't know if you have any ideas, but I think it's getting out of control. Well, I think there's a few, I think we have to divide up the causes, right? We have certain folks who are transitionally homeless, which can have an impact. And then we have others which really are almost in a permanent state. And and then we have to divide and look at the cause, whether it's a cause of, um, you know, a psychiatric issue, whether there is a drug issue, or it's a matter of employment. And there's not a one size fits all depending upon the need exactly. that's there. And, and this is where I think they need to have that discussion. Like, Again, perfect example of what this administration is doing. Due to COVID, they temporarily housed a number of homeless in hotels. Um, the mayor, Mayor de Blasio, just announced that they're going to end that program in short order and then have the homeless just go back to the shelters that they were in. I, I think there's going to be difficulties with that, and it's going to cause more of an issue on the streets and give a perspective of a lack of safety because you had people who were staying in hotels. Yeah, for I wouldn't want to go now. back to the I'm not going to want to go back to the shelter, I'll tell you that. Exactly. Exactly right. So I think they really need to think about it because it's all part of really planning and development. You know, developers are going to be, you know, very strategic as to where they want to locate their next investment. And as everyone knows, real estate is the most local thing you can do. And if you're constantly changing what could happen in a neighborhood, it's going to affect developers looking to make an investment. If you thought your block was going to look one way, and then two weeks later, it's going to look very differently, and you're trying to target a development to condominium or co-op buyers or renters, you need to have a certain level of certainty. So I think the first thing that current mayor and whoever the newer mayor is at the next election is to have a consistent policy so people can plan around that because these are large sums of money and projects that takes a couple of years to develop. So I think that's the first thing they have to do. And then the second thing is, of course, um, really look at crime and look at homelessness and, and really be thorough. I mean, it's interesting. It's not always about money. You look at it right now, the current administration is spending about $97 billion a year on the annual New York City budget. And yet when de Blasio went into office, the last year under Bloomberg was closer to $60 billion. So even though inflation is a little bit part of the picture, the reality is the budget went up by 50%, and yet the quality of services being delivered has decreased in the city. Right, so right. there's a lot more to the picture there. And, and right. investors understand that. And so if you're talking to a developer who wants to make a major investment in development, they're going to look at that. Well, we have one. Uh, we have um, uh, Sedesco, and he seeks rezoning the new Billionaires Row, which is 57th Street around there. <clears throat> Apparently, <clears throat> he needs 400,000 square feet on Billionaires Row. wasn't quite enough space for one builder. He has that already. He's seeking a zoning authorization. means it's not approved. He's trying to get it approved that um, they increased the floor area for its proposed 63-story mixed-use development on 4147 West 57th Street. And um, he wants a floor area bonus of 52,075 square feet, which is a lot. And, um, he's, uh, and one of the incentives he will do if he gets this is he will um, propose improvements to train the 57th Street train. And this building would have 190 res 119 residential units, 158 hotel rooms, 1,100-foot-tall building with 237,000 square feet of residential space and 205 square feet of commercial space, as well as a 10,000-foot restaurant. So now that's building after the pandemic. So I had to throw that in uh, because... As I'm telling you, and as Stephen just said, the city is very busy and people are buying and 
you know, it's every sector. And we see developers look for things now. And cities really coming back. We have some work to do yet, but it's really come back a lot quicker than I thought it would. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo for Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. You know they supply many of New York and New Jersey's finest restaurants? Yes, like 1,600 of those restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or any gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat in every cut like a tomahawk bone-in ribeye porterhouse center cut filet just to name a few supplying only the highest quality beef pork lamb veal poultry and america's best burger chop meat blends shipped overnight cut the night you place your order and always fresh never frozen order online please at lafreda.com l-a-f-r-i-e-d-a lafreda.com Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join us for the Safe Money Radio Show Saturday afternoon at 3. You can also call now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Information Kit and 115-page Safe Money Book at 844-751-SAFE. That's 844-751-SAFE. 844-751-7233. The Safe Money Radio Show, Sunday afternoon at 3 on AM 970, The Answer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with my co-host, Facebook Kupar, and Stephen Ebert. And we're just giving you an insight of what's going on right now. 
Uh, by the way, if you are looking to rent a New York City apartment, you better get moving because you're trying to get a deal. The rents are really going up. Um, this, you know, they've been going up. You still can get a deal, but they're really heating up. And especially now that kids are going to go back to school full time in the uh, September, uh, people are really there's shortage of rent. So if you're looking, you better get moving. Okay. Um, because it's really been crazy. Now I have some funny, I'm, well, I think you're gonna be a little shocked at this one, but they did a survey, a real trends, and they did the best state to live in right now. Can you guess? So I'm gonna ask you, Well, as COVID restrictions are finally eased, Americans are reassess reassessing and reassessing how they want to live their life. There's a lot of things that COVID, that we went through through COVID have changed us forever. So, you know, home and where you live and your environment is very important, more important than ever. So they did a study and they assessing all 50 states on a variety of critical aspects, including affordability, Determined, and that was determined by median home prices, household income, property taxes, and other factors, education, quality of public schools, graduation rates, safety, violent crime, traffic fatalities, they put them all in. Guess what? The best states to live in is in the United States. I'm not going to believe this. It's in the tri state. So, how, how, how am I giving you a hint? I say New York, though. No. No, there's not many others. When I said it's going to shock you, it is New Jersey, the Garden State. And that doesn't, it seems like an odd thing that Jersey would win top dog, but it's not um, just seen, it's not because of Jersey Shores, I assure you, not because of it. The state can actually brag about its natural beauty. Inspiring architect, gorgeous year-round weather. It can't. It can't. It can't. When I said I, I guess I could, it, the New York, New York, Jersey can't say that it's the most beautiful state. That it has inspiring architecture. That says the weather is wonderful all year, or they're budget friendly. It does have nice beaches. Even the experts were a little taken back when Jersey landed in first place. <laughs> Even New Jersey was a bit surprised, and it's pretty well known. This state has a high real estate taxes and an overall lack of affordability. However, the reason it won, New Jersey is also a place that comes with a sense of you get what you pay for. As in, it's a very safe state that ranks highly in terms of education, health care, and quality of life. In fact, the Northeast is well represented by the very best states to live in. With Massachusetts number one, um, you know, well, actually, Jersey number one, Massachusetts, New York, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania are all the top 10. That's pretty, and that's pretty good. So, New Jersey was first, Massachusetts was the second best place to live in, New York was three. And then you go all the way into the Midwest places like Idaho and Minnesota. And the worst places, the least livable states now were. New Mexico, Alaska, Louisiana, the city, South Carolina, and uh, some of them have their own issues. But I thought that was interesting with Jersey because we have not seen them get number one or too many things. And I don't know how much New York has, Stephen, but New Jersey is sitting on a $10.1 billion budget surplus. They went from broke to their surplus is now $10.1 million billion because they were bailed out. And they're just figuring out how they're going to spend it, how to spend the windfall. I don't know how much New York got. Do you know Steve or Ace? No? I'm not sure, Dottie, how much New York got. But I know, I know they received a, a, a large sum, for sure. Well, Jersey did $10 billion. I'm sure New York had to. Uh, I'm sure New York had to do more. Um, I would think. I would think. 
Um, Ace, while I have you there, so give me the rates. What are the rates? 30-year fixed, what, 32, 3.2? What are they about, the rates? Uh, 30-year fixed, currently around 2.875, 2.75, depending on your credit. Uh, but it's still very low, uh, Dottie. It's... Uh, it's it's bound to creep up, you know. The Federal Reserve just had a meeting, and um, it's still very low, still, still at an all time low, Dottie. So, no movement there so far, okay. which is okay. good. Which is good news. That's good news. So, I have a question. Somebody wrote in. Um, why 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 would I have been declined, and do they have to tell me why I was declined, and what reasons does somebody get declined for a mortgage for? Yeah, um, you always have what's called the commitment letter. And depending on if you're qualified or not, they'll have a reason why you're declined. And it could be for a variety of reasons, Dottie. It could be for income. It could be for credit. It could be for assets. It could be to a high uh, debt to income ratio, which is really your income uh, relative to your liabilities, including including your mortgage um, your proposed mortgage payments. So there's there's a variety of reasons why, you know. There's also uh, litigation as well. You know, if you're part of a litigation and you're trying to get a mortgage, you could be declined because of that as well. So it really depends. It's case by case. And right. um, you know, if you're applying for a mortgage, okay. And by the way, Dan Sater, who's our credit coach and credit expert, is going to be on eleven o'clock. So. But as we always tell you, you know, you have to prepare yourself for the mortgage really before you even start looking. Is that's that right. Mean? Okay, that's the first thing you do before you even get in the car or go to open houses is be with citizens and get your mortgage paperwork done. Number one, you'll have your credit checked because poor credit is a key factor that people are declined. You know, you know, and so they'll, and a lot of times it could be just a mistake on your credit card, as Dan will tell you, that they just made a mistake and they build yeah. you for something. And then there's a million mistakes on your credit, on credits. Every, so you want to make sure your credit is in tip top shape. And remember something, even if it's good, but it could be better, you might be able to get a, a better rate. The, you know, the rate that you get from the bank also depends on your credit score. So if you're higher, you have a higher credit score your rate probably will be less and dotty so 60 right, 60 percent of yeah and and, and dotty 60 percent of the folks out there don't even realize that they have a blemish on their credit report and that's why it's always important to check annually at least once a year you know where your credit standing is because most folks don't even know about that and think of, about like, it you know yeah so. does anyone use cash anymore i mean everything is through a credit card if everything you do anything online it's through a credit card i mean there's bound to be mistakes so um you know just just mistakes so if you and why would you know it because people are not in the habit of checking their credit score so that's the thing so first you want to sit get your check your check and get all your stuff and let them check your credit this way. If there's something that's not good with it, you can try to fix it before you apply. Once you apply for the mortgage, it's late. Two, don't make the mistake of quitting your job and starting a new one if you're trying to buy a home. Right, Ace? That's key. That's key, Daddy. That's a okay. big one. So if you're thinking of, uh, let's say, changing jobs or changing careers and you're looking for a home, I think you have to come to like a moment where you look up above and say, which one do I do? Do I postpone looking for another job and go buy the house? Do I go buy the house, then look for the other job? Um, but you don't want to do both because if you don't show that you have a history of employment, um, how long do they want to see Ace? How at least years? at least two years, Dottie. And, and consult with your loan officer, right? Because if you're changing within the same field, within your industry and it's a W-2 paid um, sort of uh, wage, then you can change jobs in the process of getting a mortgage. You just can't change it, change your job into a self-employed business, right? Because then then you're going well, to be years there's of no, history. Correct. Yeah, there's no guarantee. That, you there's know. no guarantee. Exactly, Dottie. But, but always yeah. talk to your loan officer. It's better to come clean and tell them everything that's going on in your life uh, than to not tell them, it, you know, 
um, information. You need your tax returns. Bring with you your pay stubs. Correct. Forty nine forms. Alimony and child support okay. payments. Don't forget that. Don't forget it. Alimony and child support. Right here. We're gonna be right back okay. with the next one. Okay, I, I. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef-quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades. And transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home. Indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, so I've been taking Garlic, and it works. I take Garlic every day to help maintain healthy cholesterol. No garlic breath. And Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency, so you know it works. Take charge of your cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Has your relationship taken a turn? Is it time to call it quits? Do complex matters such as custody, alimony, child support, prenups, and financial matters make your head spin? Then tune in every Sunday evening at 5 for Should I Stay or Should I Go? With attorney Tanya Helfand from Helfand & Associates. With over 25 years of experience, Tanya will guide you through the confusing world of family law so that everyone can make the right decision. It's Should I Stay or Should I Go? Sunday evenings at 5 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. So we were in the middle of talking with Ace. Welcome back to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace for Zupar and Stephen Ebert, my co-host. We're just talking about, you know, process before you go house hunting. You need to make sure you speak to the loan officer, preferably at Citizens or someone on ACE's team there. And they'll sit with you. And if you can, you have your tax returns, your pay stubs, 1099 forms. Um, and if you have alimony payments or anything of the sort, you have to list them. 
Um, again, we stress if you're in the process of changing jobs, you don't want to do that unless it's the same company or something where you substantiate it because they like to show that, you know, you're, you know, that you're settled. And if you have like a large deposit, like, you know, um, if you have a large unknown deposit, for example, Ace, maybe you can explain that a lot of times uh, a couple might be looking for a home. The home that they fall in love with is a little bit more than they can afford and their parents agree to give them X amount of money. And all of a sudden, these parents send a check for $30,000 to their children. And that's not what you should do. Ace, you want to explain how you do gifts? Definitely, Ace? Dottie. Yeah. Um, so a gift, basically, it's it has to be, first of all, a family member. Uh, Dottie, so that's one thing that you that most listeners on the show have to really um, re really concentrate on, right? Because you can't just get a gift from a friend. It's got to be a family member, but it could be a cousin, could be an aunt, could be an uncle. Uh, that's first and foremost. Second, um, the the gift has to be in a form of a traceable account. It can't be cash. Um, so they have to have money in their account transferred to your account. And what they're going to do is they're going to verify with the donor's um, bank statements. So they have to see the withdrawal from that account going into your account. And uh, usually you should do this ahead of time. Most folks, they, they tend to do it towards the end of the process. And it could cause a lot of um, anxiety just because you need, you, you need a couple of documentations, right? You need the bank statement from the donor. Then you need your bank statements. So try to do it early in the process. You want it a little bit more seasoned in your account so that the banks can see that the money was already transferred over. Uh, but it's a real simple process. And, um, you know, again, you know, we talk about it every single week, Dottie. Just be prepared. Talk to your loan officer. Let them know if you're planning on getting a gift. And they'll walk you through the process. But it's a very easy process. It is. And take the time to do what we're saying. So if your parents are going to lend you money or family member, you should try to do that in advance because in advance, yeah. And they have to deposit that. You know, they have to be able to track that check. They want to make sure you know, that the money is legal. Okay, exactly, Dottie. Exactly, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so that's the key there. Now, don't do any last-minute spending. If you know you're applied for a mortgage, you're looking for homes. Don't go out on a shopping spree. Okay. Um, because if all of a sudden they see a bunch of expenses that now come on afterwards, it's not a good thing. So don't do any big purchases on your, like you don't go out and buy a new car if you apply for more. Yes, yes. I mean, I hope that you would know that, but that's pretty much the deal. And if you do that, okay, and you check your credit and you, then when you go to make an offer, you can say, you know, I'm pre-approved. I have an approval from the bank for this amount of money. They've checked my credit. They've done everything. The only thing that has to happen is you have to accept my, my work. And then we can be in contract and you can move to Florida and to, you can be there at the end of the month. Okay, so that's a, a, a good thing. Now, I, I want to talk to you because there was, I mean, there's a, a whole story about how things have changed during the pandemic. And, you know, if you think about it, there's trends that are never going to go away for example in-house where people work from their offices well a lot of companies you know are making compromises and saying you don't have to be in the office every day some are saying you have to be in the office every day and there was i think i told you last week there was a big story that some people said well then we're quitting um and then you see a lot of people thinking you know what i've been in this job i've gone to the office i've taken this the train every day i've commuted I'm done. I, I now got creative. I'm going to work for my house. So you see a lot of people and that trend, I don't think is going to go away. I think you're going to see, I must get, I would say on an average of two calls a week of entrepreneurs, nothing to do with real estate, young entrepreneurs who call up and say, listen, I have this idea. Um, what do you think about it? Can I just want to buy you. So there's so many people that are looking to create things for the world we live in today. And it's very different. As far as the suburbs, I think that you're going to see the, that you're going to see 
the Hamptons and Long Island and New Jersey suburbs calm down. I don't think that they're going to stop. I just think that, you know, that mad rush now will, you know, now the city's open. People can go back. Kids are going back to school. So now we want to see, okay, what about next year? And I think that you're going to see the Hamptons market tight, but a, lo a lot more normal. This year, I don't have to tell you, it's jammed and things went so over for asking price. And I think you're going to start to see a strong market, but kind of, you know, less up, you know, it'll be more steady. That's just my guess. I don't have a, you know, we don't, we don't know for sure anything in the future. And I also think that you better do some good tax planning because especially if you're inheriting money, Steve, um, <laughs> I mean, that proposal is pretty stiff on the uh, inheritance tax. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So I, I think that, you know, if you have any substantial money that you're thinking of passing down to your children, uh, you need to uh, get to your CPA and have a little conversation about that because if, um, and I'm not picking politics, but uh, the capital gains is going to go up. Now, Stephen, you said they're not going to add. What taxes did they decide not to add? So there were a couple of considerations and there was a lot throwing being thrown at both on the federal and state level. One big tax that they were thinking of putting in which would have been really horrific for the commercial world, was an additional tax on what's called mezzanine lending. And mezzanine lending is something you see in the commercial world, not in the, in the residential world, um, where you have second position lenders. And that's really an extra level of risk taking taken by a lender, but a absolutely critical part of the financial markets. There are a lot of mezzanine lenders based in New York as well, besides recipients of it. And they were looking to put an extra tax on mezzanine loans. Uh, thankfully, that ultimately uh, stopped and will not go into effect. And that would have been a New York state tax, which is um, great that that didn't proceed. Um, the other bit, and, and that's a definite, the other bit of news on the federal level for tax policy, which is not 100%, but seems very likely, is notwithstanding the discussions on changing or possibly eliminating. Uh, 1031 like kind exchanges, it looks like it's going to remain untouched, which is also very important for the real estate industry and investors. You know, some of the initial uh, comments by members of Congress, um, if I may say, demonstrated a lack of understanding of how uh, 1031s work, but it looks like there is a lot of uh, education done in that area, and it looks like that's also going to remain untouched. So, two big important. Um, items on the tax front, one New York state, one federal. Yeah, and that's good news because they've been trying to get rid of the 1031 for, um, I would say, a lot of years. And that's really a good, good tool to have. And we'll get into details about 1031s. And maybe, Steve, you can talk about it next week. Um, we would, we, you know, we, we talked about the new normal. I talked last week. We all talked about second homes and now second homes people are got used to having two homes and when i say two homes they might have had a second home before but they went there maybe on weekends or they went there every once in a while and when the pandemic came and everything just closed people went to their second homes and stayed there uh for a length of time and then they got involved with you know when we started to open up the city was really pretty much closed where other parts were a bit more open then they got used to the community life there. So people got used to having two homes. And, and so uh, it's not like a second home the way in the sense that we thought about it, where it's that special home you just go to one retreat. It's kind of they use them both. And um, if you, you see in the Hamptons, it's jammed. But a lot of people really from the city, even before the pandemic, would every Thursday night leave and go to the Hamptons for every weekend. So... Does it make sense to buy a second home? Okay. And um, I don't know that I think that, you know, I, a lot of people think, oh, gee, owning a second home is only for the uh, wildly wealthy. But that's not really always the case. I mean, and I think that in the, you know, I think that in the next couple of weeks, I'd like to talk a little about how maybe somebody who wants to start making an investment in real estate, and I wouldn't say today, right now is the exact time to buy, but I have a feeling, and I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling that what's going to happen is, and Steve and Ace, give me your ideas on this, 
that once all these federal programs come to a halt and they're over, then what happens? And, you know, I, I have a feeling that some people, you know, that didn't pay rent at all for this whole time are still not going to pay rent. So there's going to be, a, and then people that maybe lost their jobs and were holding on because they were subsidized by the government maybe decide, you know what, I'm just going to get rid of this big house and, you know, we'll rent something in the interim. I can get top dollar now. So um, I think the inventory will open up right now. Inventory is very tight. But I think when the federal programs um, end, you're going to see people put their houses on the market uh, because they don't have that subsidy anymore. And um, you'll be able to pick up a second home, I think, for decent prices. I'm not saying you're going to steal it, but and when people think of a second home, they think of some mansion in the Hamptons. And a second home could be a log cabin. And I mean, by the way, in the Hamptons, they have log cabins. But you, it, it, you know, it could be a small Cape Cod house or a little cottage. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big, big thing. And so, and, and, and when people maybe got used to traveling less, um, I think you're going to see more and more people go. Second homes are going to soar. And there's a lot of companies that are now just specializing in it. So one of the things that you would have to look at, and Ace, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to ask you on this. Can you afford two mortgages? If you're considering buying a second home and it's not going to be in all cash, have you finished paying off your first home? What if you end up needing a second mortgage? Um, when, can you have two mortgages, Ace? Of course, Dottie, you can even have four. Uh, or five, you know? Yeah. Every bank has a limit of five properties um, per per bank, uh, financial institution. But it, it all comes down to, Dottie, you said this, can you afford both mortgages with your income, right? Worst case scenario, if you can't rent it out, can you still pay for both mortgages? And if you can, um, then most likely the bank will qualify you for two mortgages. Yeah. And you have to have a little reserve fund. And I'm going to give you a good example. Look at all these people. And I can tell you, because I tell you every week, I have personal friends that rented their house out. Then this law came in that you can't get evicted. And the people haven't paid rent. <laughs> They're not probably going to ever pay rent. I just, I told you last week, I had a friend who just paid them some like $10,000 to get out uh, after they've lived there a year without paying a dollar. So when you're going into buying investment real estate, I'm not saying that that's the norm because we had a pandemic and uh, that's not normal either. But you always have to look, what if the tenant moves out? What if you don't rent it? What if you have to carry it yourself? Can you afford to do that? I mean, that's really important, okay? 